RetroSeasons.com for more sports history. On October 5th, 1967, the St. Louis Cardinals faced the Boston Red Sox at Fenway Park for Game 2 of the 1967 World Series. The Cardinals led the best-of-seven series one game to none, and this is the NBC radio broadcast of Game 2, featuring announcers Pee Wee Reese and Harry Carey. Thank you very much, Pee Wee, and hello again, everybody. A beautiful baseball afternoon. The breeze now remembers blowing towards right field. It should help the left-handed batter. Jim Lomborg, L-O-M-B-O-R-G, just 24 years old, and this fellow's arrived in a hurry. Lomborg, tall and rangy, nice, easy, fluid pitching motion. A Southern California boy. This is his third season with the Red Sox. He started in professional baseball only three years ago at Winston-Salem. He won six and he lost two there. At Seattle, part of that season, he won five and lost seven. Then with the Red Sox, in 65, he won nine, lost 17. Last year, he was a 500 pitcher at 10 and 10, and this year, he blossomed into one of the best pitchers in the American League. In fact, he faced all pitchers with a 22 victory total. Losing only nine. There goes Elston Howard's throw down to second base, and we're all set to go. Here comes Lou Brock. Brock, who had four out of four yesterday, stole two bases, scored both runs, was on base five times in a row. The ballpark here at Fenway is jam-packed. Brock steps into the batter's box. He loves to hit the first ball. The Red Sox have a good book on the Cardinals. They know all about these hitting tendencies, but even knowing about them sometimes doesn't help you. Here's Ron Borg getting set, Elston Howard is giving the signal, the outfield straight away. And Ron Borg into the windup, the first pitch of the ball game. High and inside, it spun him away. There's no way that Brock could hit the first ball today. <laughs> that was almost like a purpose pitch, as if to say you're not going to get any toehold on me. Lomborg delivers now, and here's the pitch. And it's a strike call to slide across the outside corner as Brock shortened up as if to bunt. I think Lomborg led the American League in hitting batters. He did with 19. Here's the pitch on the way. Way outside. And the count. Two balls and a strike. Howard. Lomborg has experience behind the plate today in Elston Howard, a veteran of a number of World Series with the Yankees. And the strike. Nobody on, nobody out. The game has just started. The pitch. Boom! And he missed strike two. And boy, he blew that ball by him. A lightning fastball at the knees that time. Brock had a good cut and missed. And the count is evened up. Two balls, two strikes. Brock strikes out quite a bit, 109 times during the regular season. But he does a lot of everything a lot of hits, a lot of runs, a lot of stolen bases. Two balls, two strikes, the pitch to the left-hand batter. Line drive, right to the shortstop. Brock, line to cut the celly. So, that's one away, and he almost had himself another hit, Pee Wee. Yes, he did, Harry. He's talking about that first pitch to Mr. Brock, the purpose pitch. Lombard says when he became a real good pitcher this year, Sal, Sal Magley, the pitching coach of the Red Sox, Taught him to come inside with that fastball. Make those hitters respect him. Here now is Kurt Flood, and the first pitch is a curveball. He too shortened up as if the button took it outside. 
One ball, no strikes, one out, and nobody on. The ball game has just started. Second game in the World Series at Fenway Park, Boston. Here's the pitch by Lombard. Swung, round ball, to the third base, and fumbles and picks it up. Fumbles the way out, picks it up, throws. Bill Gibson at first base. Kirk Flood had to get a bad start away from the plate. As Dalton Jones fumbled the ball, reached for it, wasn't able to pick it up, reached for it again, and then threw perfectly to George Scott and barely beat Kirk Flood for out number two. Well, two up, two down. The Red Sox already are ahead of yesterday. <laughs> and at this time yesterday, Brock was at second base with one out. So here's Maris, two out and nobody on base to pitch. Curveball low and outside. One ball, no strike. A hazy start of a day at Fenway today. Big crowd on hand. 75-degree weather. Here's the pitch. High pop foul back and out of play. That evens it up with a ball and a strike. Two men are out. Nobody on base. Top half of the first inning, no score. Al Barlick, the plate umpire. Elston Howard talking to him at the moment. Joe Schultz coaching at third base. Six to three at first base for the Redbirds. Jerry Adair is playing Maris way back on the grass, back to right field. Here's the pitch on the way. He swings at a curve and he misses. He took something off on his curveball and he had Maris way out in front. Real good pitch that time. Two strikes and the ball, two out. Top half of the first inning. Cepeda kneeling in the on-deck circle. Here's Lomberg. Hops up. Maris at the high top fly. Adair backing out in the right field. Partable coming in. Partable makes the catch. At the last moment, Adair got out of his way. Nothing across for the Cardinals in the top of the first. So at the end of the top half of the first inning, St. Louis nothing, Red Sox nothing. Winston cigarettes today. They're on the table in the hall. In the gold and red pack? That's right. Great taste. It's not how long you make it. It's how you make it long. Mm, we took our son to the dentist today. What happened? Mm, 20 new cavities. Ouch. Wow, we. Mm. Well, I can't find the money. Oh, listen, John. Maybe they're in the table on the other side of the living room. What's the table doing over there? What'd you do? Rearrange the furniture again? No, John. I always keep the table over there. John? Yeah. Cynthia? Mr. Fredericks, are you in the wrong house again? This is Harry Carey with Pee Wee Reese from Sunway Park, Boston. We go into the bottom half of the first inning, no score. The Cardinals went down an order in our inning. You know, a long board went to Stanford University, obtained a B.A. degree in biology, and I must say he dissected the Cardinal hitters in that first inning pretty well. Here's Tardable, left-handed hitter, the first pitch he bunts down the third base line foul. One strike and no ball. Nobody on and nobody out. We go into the bottom half of the first inning. Lead-off man, Jose Tardable, who hit 223 during the regular season. Used to be with Kansas City. Had no homers, 10 RBIs. Very fast. He's uh, from Cuba. Scandals that plate waiting. Now the pitch. Hughes throws a fastball foul tip. 
convertible, 29 years old, 165-pounder, stands 5'11", a little fellow, looks smaller than that. Two strikes, no balls, big cues, without a windup, delivered. Fastball, low and outside. Two strikes and a ball. I understand the Red Sox scouting report on Hughes indicated just an average fastball. Here's the pitch. Hung on, high pop fly, right field, Roger Maris coming in a few feet, under the ball, waiting. He's got it, one gone. Partable fly to Maris and right. I was going to say to you that if that's so, the uh, Red Sox might be surprised a little bit because this fellow's got better than an average fastball. I would think so. And I think another thing we should watch for today, Harry, is that the third baseman, Mike Chan, I think he has the reputation of not being a real good feeling third baseman. They may try a few bunts and see how he looks down there. Here's Dalton Jones, had one out of four yesterday. Left-handed batter to pitch, way outside. Dalton Jones hit 289 during the season. Had three homers, drove him 25 runs. One out and nobody on, the ball game bottom of the first, no score. Dick Hughes pitch. He had a good cut, and he fouled it back, and the count is even at a ball and a strike. Yeah, it was indicated yesterday and again today that these Red Sox hitters, they didn't have too much success perhaps yesterday, but there's nothing tight about them. They're swinging that bat. Jones just had a real good cut. Here's the pitch on the way. He swings and he misses strike two. Two strikes and a ball. One man out. You'll see teams in the World Series sometimes, and their hitters are quite obviously tight. They're not getting their normal swing. But that's not true of the Red Sox at all. They're getting their cut. Here's the pitch. He foul tips it, and again, he had a real good swing of the slider. In on him. The count, two strikes and a ball, one out. Nobody on, bottom of the first. Nothing ever changes. Orlando Cepedo always converses with anybody within reach around first base during the regular season is doing likewise with the umpire today. Here's a pitch low. He's talking with uh, Frank Umont down there. Orlando, a very gregarious, friendly soul, loves to chatter. Reminds you a little bit in that respect of Yogi Berra. 2-2 pitch on the way. Here it is to Jones. He fouled, tipped the curveball back. Again, he had a good cut. And the count stays even. Bobby Dorr coaching at first base. Ed Popowski at third base. The outfield for the Cardinals straight away. A beautiful afternoon. At Fenway Park, Boston. Second game of the 1967 World Series. Cardinals leading one game to oh. Here's the pitch to Jones. Foul back. Count stays. Two balls, two strikes. I don't know whether that uh, got our colleagues on the television side or not. Kurt Gowdy and Ken Coleman. The foul ball was headed in that direction. Cardinals went down in order in their first inning. First man up here for the Red Sox slide out. Dalton Jones is the batter. Two balls, two strikes. On the left-hand hitter, here's the pitch. He stuck him out swinging. He just blew that ball by him. And Dalton Jones goes down swinging. That's two out. Listen to the hand for Carl Yastrzemski. Carl Yastrzemski, who did, did it all this past season, just a tremendously fabulous, perfect ball player. Two men are out. You know how a lot of baseball people compare Yastrzemski right now Here's the pitch to him. And it's a slider high to Stan Musial in his prime. 
He's the same type of ball player, does everything so well, and maybe even hits with a little more power. Here's a pitch on the way. Slow curve outside. Two balls, no strikes. I don't believe Gibson at any time yesterday threw any off-speed pitch to Yastrzemski. It was all fast stuff. And Hughes surprised me on that pitch. He, Because uh, his change is not one of his better pitches. But he did uh, dare throw it to Yastrzemski, but it was high. Two balls, no strikes. The pitch. There's a drive. If it stays fair, it'll be gone. Foul ball. Yastrzemski got out in front. Hit that ball a mile, but foul. And that brought a roar from the crowd. Two balls and a strike. Harry, I don't know what that pitch was, but I don't think he better throw it anymore. <laughs> Whatever it was, he should throw it away, huh? Here it is now. Two balls and a strike, low and inside. Three balls, one strike on the left-hand hitter, Yastrzemski. Two men are out in the bottom of the first, no score. The Cardinals got out in front first yesterday. The Red Sox tied it. The Cardinals then won it in the seventh. Let's see how it'll go today. Three balls and a strike. Two out and nobody on. Hughes gets set. Dick was hit for 22 home runs during the National League season. Jim Lomborg, pitching for the Red Sox, was touched for 23 home runs during the regular season. So he's liable to see a long ball or two today. Three balls and a strike on Yastrzemski, who holds that bat high. Here's the pitch. He had a cut and he missed. Did you hear the reaction of the crowd? That's when you've arrived as a star. When, when you swing and miss, you get the same kind of a reaction. A very audible one, as you do when you hit one out of the ballpark. That's what you call the tribute to greatness. Three balls, two strikes. Only fellas like Babe Ruth, Joe DiMaggio, Stan Musial, Ted Williams, Willie Mays, those are the guys that the crowd, when they swing and miss, react as much as when they hit the ball out of the ballpark. Three balls, two strikes, two out. Yastrzemski up there. No score. Bottom of the first. Dick Hughes against Jim Lonbor. Here's the pitch. It hits his bat and goes foul. He didn't mean to swing. He had started. The pitch was bad. Low and in, inside. It hit his bat and went foul. Three balls, two strikes. Yastrzemski was hitless yesterday, you know, against Gibson. He was 0 for 4. Playing in his first World Series. Now the sign. Three balls, two strikes. Hughes pitch. He foul-tipped it back, and what a, what a riffle he had. Yastrzemski went around with everything on that pitch, but fouled it up. A handsome young man. Went to Notre Dame, you know. Three balls, two strikes. Now the signal. Dick Hughes gets set. Shakes off two signs with his glove. Yastrzemski gets out of the batter's box. Sometimes they're really shaking the pitch off, and other times they're just trying to psych the hitter to make him wonder what in the world does he want to throw to me. Three balls, two strikes. The pitch by Hughes. Again, he shakes it off with his glove. Hughes usually pitches much more quickly. And this, too, might be a tribute to Yastrzemski. Dick Hughes ordinarily is one of the quickest workers 
in baseball. He and Gibson are almost identical with the speed with which they throw. Pee Wee, I know you want to comment, but I don't want to miss this pitch. Here it is. 3-2. Ball four. He walked it. Well, hey, I was sitting here watching Tim McCarver, and I think they were playing a game with Yastrzemski. They were trying to make him wait and upset him. McCarver would wiggle his glove, and Dick Hughes would wiggle his glove. I, I think they knew what they wanted to throw him, but as you said, they just wanted to try to needle him a little bit, and Yastrzemski kept backing out of there. Well, that brings up George Scott now. He was a good hitter yesterday with two out of three. He was a fine hitter during the regular season with a 303 average, 19 homers. Yastrzemski lead the throw over. He's back standing up. George Scott, 19 homers, 82 runs batted in. Look at the lead by Yastrzemski. Quick throw, but he's back. Throws a little high. Yastrzemski, a running start off first base. Here's Hughes' pitch. Scott takes a fastball low. One ball, no strikes. Two men are out, a runner at first base. The first base runner of the ball game. We're in the bottom of the first inning at Fenway Park. The second game of the World Series. The action shifts to St. Louis Saturday afternoon. Here's the stretch, the pitch. He had a cut and he missed. One ball, one strike. Two men are out. You can tell the way these Red Sox hitters swing that bat, why they score a lot of runs. Why they did during the American League season. Here's the stretch. The pitch. Curveball is high. And the count. Two balls and a strike. Dick Hughes appearing in his first World Series game. After a checkered minor league career, all of a sudden, here he is. The stretch pitch. A little bit wide. And it's ball three. Three balls. And a strike. Dick Hughes, born at Stevens, Arkansas, lives around Shreveport. Scoreless game. Yastrzemski, the only base runner so far with a walk, is at first base. Three balls, one strike on George Scott. Big right-handed batter. Here's the pitch. Strike two call. So now Yastrzemski will be going with the pitch. Dick Hughes' career started in towns like Keokuk, Winnipeg, Winston-Salem, Tulsa, Portland, Atlanta, York. Here's the stretch. The pitch. There goes a runner. Swung and fouled back. And the count remains three and two. I mentioned York, Jacksonville, Toledo. And finally, the tail end of last season, he came up with the Cardinals. And now here he is pitching in the World Series after his first full year in the National League. Three balls, two strikes. Yastrzemski will be going. And the pitch, there he goes. He struck him out. A slider. And Scott went down swinging. No runs, no hits, no errors, one left. At the end of one inning, St. Louis nothing, Boston nothing. When this World Series is over, can winter be far behind? No, it won't be long now before your car has to battle ice and snow. So why not get it into shape for the offseason now with snow tires from B.F. Goodrich? They're built tough to drive one through the tightest defense winter can muster. BFG Trailmaker Silvertown snow tires have a husky modern tread that really digs in, takes off sure, and stops just as surely. Trailmaker's deep biting edges pull you through. 
tough four-ply nylon cord construction means more safe driving miles. And trailmakers never shout their own praises. They run quiet on wet or dry roads. Steel safety studs, sure, if you want them. So get on down to your BF Goodrich dealer and get your car decked out for winter driving. Open a BFG Choice Charge Account, and you won't have to plunk a penny down. BF Goodrich Trailmakers Silvertown Snow Tires, only at your BF Goodrich store or dealer. We go into the top of the second. The Red Sox have had the only base runner. With two out, Yastrzemski walked, but George Scott fanned on a 3-2 pitch. So Hughes has struck out two in his first inning, as did Bob Gibson, two in his first inning yesterday. The commissioner of baseball, William D. Eckert, entertaining a war hero here today. Here's Orlando Cepeda, Lomborg's first pitch. Curveball outside and high. Cepeda hitless yesterday. Batted 325 during the regular season. 25 home runs, 111 runs batted in. Led the league in that RBI. They play Cepeda straight away indeed. He hits the ball to all fields with power. Here's the pitch. Swung at a fastball and he missed. Lomborg jammed him. That's where pitchers try to pitch Cepeda. But you better have plenty of mustard on that fastball. High and tight. If it isn't a real good fastball, you'll hit it out of sight. One ball, one strike. Cepeda leading off. Here's the pitch. There's a high pump fly in the left field. Yastrzemski under the ball, and he's got it. Cepeda hit a high, towering but short fly ball to left field. And Yastrzemski caught it handily. That wind, Pee Wee, might be even stronger than we suspect from the way that ball acted. Well, it's a very tough play. The infielders have to really watch the ball, especially around the stands over here. It really comes back in, and you have to stay right with it all the way. Here's Tim McCarver, the pride of Memphis, Tennessee. One out and nobody on. McCarver hitless yesterday with nothing out of three. Lomborg getting set. Into the windup he goes, the pitch on the way to the left-hand hitter, and he started the swing, held up a curveball low. One ball, no strikes. McCarver, who never alibis, but just in discussion, was saying that he had difficulty picking the ball up at the plate yesterday, that somehow he just couldn't quite see the ball. One ball, no strike, here's the pitch. And it's high and outside, ball two. I like this Lomborg's fluid pitching motion. He's really uh, loose out there and you, has an effortless way of handling himself. Two balls, no strikes. One out and nobody on. McCarver the hitter. No score. We're in the top of the second with one out. The pitch on the way. Ground ball to the first baseman, Scott. He's got it. The pitcher's going to cover. He is out from Scott to Lomborg. You had an example there of McCarver going down the line, probably one of the fastest running catchers in baseball. It's rare when a catcher can run. McCarver has better than average speed, even though he is a catcher. Here's Mike Shannon. He had two hits yesterday. Lonborg has retired the first five men that he has faced, and there is no score. There's been only one base runner. That was Yastrzemski on a walk. Here's the pitch. Shannon started a swing held up, curveball caught the corner. 
And he looks back to talk to Al Barlick. Al Barlick. The Dean of National League Umpires. Now to wind up the pitch. It's a curve, a dandy, strike two, and boy, he snapped one off that time. Lomborg with a good, sharp, overhanded curveball. And he's ahead of Shannon, two strikes, no ball. Two out. Nobody on base. Javier would be next. Lomborg gets set. The pitch on the way. Here it is. Sidearm, swung, bouncing ball to Dalton Jones, but it's foul. Fields it behind the bag on the foul side. The two men out. The Cardinals so far have had no hits and no runs. The Red Sox so far have had no hits and no runs. The Red Sox have had one man reach base on a pass. That's the whole story in a nutshell, as it were. On a balmy day at Fenway Park in Boston. There's no way you can have this kind of weather in Boston at this time of the year. All the riders from all over the country. Here's the pitch on the way. Shannon struck him out. Had a cut and miss. Shannon goes down swing. One, two, three, nothing across. And at the end of an inning and a half, St. Louis nothing, Boston nothing. Now, Romeo said, Julie, baby, our little compact is a bust. I've been down to see the Dodge boys. They got a man-sized dart for us. Dart giveth fever, Dodge fever. With its sleek shape, fever that's got everyone. Fever, y'all gonna love it. That's why dart is number one. You get the fever, Dodge fever. You get the fever. largest selling six passenger compact. See and drive Dart today at your nearby Dodge dealers. And while you're there, pick up your free copy of Joe Garagiola's World Series scorebook at all participating Dodge dealers. We go to the bottom of the second and Reggie Smith will lead it off. Reggie had one out of three yesterday, laid out a hit. 84 degrees. Tony Kubek informs me as he takes his jacket off. Here's the pitch to left-hand hitting Reggie Smith, a curveball outside. I started to mention riders from all over who are covering the series naturally expected cool weather in Boston. All have heavy clothes, yours truly included. The pitch swings and he misses. But we have had perfect midsummer type weather at Fenway Park these two days. One ball, one strike. Reggie Smith, who hit 246 during the regular season. Left-handed batter with great speed. Dick Hughes is set. The delivery now. He had a cut and he missed. Two strikes and a ball. Bob Gibson fanned 10 yesterday for the Cardinals. Dick Hughes looks down. He wears glasses. He has his sign. Now the pitch. Here it is. High pop foul coming back. Here's McCarver. Might have a play. He's under the ball. He takes it. Reggie Smith fouls to McCarver. One away. And here comes Adair. Jerry Adair. The second baseman. An Oklahoma boy. A basketball star. 
at Oklahoma State under our good friend Hank Iba. Right-handed batter of the pitch. Bouncing ball. Shannon to his right. Foul ball, though. One strike and no ball. Adair hit 273 during the regular season with three homers and 35 runs batted in. Hitless in four trips yesterday. Striking out two times. Right-handed hitter. Here's Hughes getting set. The pitch. There's a drive. Deep left field. Brock going back. Back. He leaps. He makes the catch. Lou Brock leaps high against the left field wall. And between Yastrzemski and Brock, you wonder what you have to do to get a base hit in left field. A great play robbing Adair of extra bases. He cleans up the ballpark after we're through here. <laughs> Two men are out. And here's Rico Petroselli. The shortstop, right-hand hitter, swings. Hits a high pop foul back and out of play. One strike and no ball. Brock went right to the base of the Green Monster that time, to the left of the scoreboard, leaped high and came down with that ball. Two men are out. Here's the pitch. Fastball high inside. I guess he said as he threw the ball back to the infield, Pee Wee. There you are, Yaz. You're not the only guy who can do that. <laughs> one ball, one strike, two out, nobody on. Petroselli, the hitter, the delivery. Curveball in there, a beauty at the knees. There's every hitter's All-American weakness. That sharp-breaking curveball on the outside corner at the knees. Two strikes and a ball. The pitch just barely missed that same corner with the same kind of a curveball. And the count evens on Petroselli. He hit 259 during the regular season with 17 homers. Swirl of dust causes the game to be delayed for a moment. Petroselli steps back into the batter's box. Neither team has had a hit in this ballgame yet. No hits, no runs. The pitch, high fastball, ball three. That's the third hitter that Hughes has had a full count on. One he walked, Yastrzemski. The other one... Scotty struck out, and now let's see what he's going to do with Petroselli. Two men are out, nobody on base. Hughes gets set, shakes off a sign with his glove. Here's the pitch. There's a line drive base hit. Petroselli lying to single pass Cannon, who dove in vain for that ball. So Petroselli is on with a solid single in the left field, and Tim McCarver goes out to talk to Hughes. As I mentioned, the first hit of the ballgame, a line single. Mike Shannon left his feet in a headlong dive but couldn't reach it. Harry talking about Tony Kubek. Tony Kubek and I were standing back here yesterday after the game was over. No hurry to go anyplace. And we saw something we'd never seen before. The Red Sox came out after everyone had gone and took batting practice. And Rico Petroselli was one of them. And I said, Rico... Did you learn anything yesterday? He said, yes, I did, Pee-wee. I think my stance was too much closed. I opened up. I think I'll get some hits today. Well, he did. Here's Elston Howard. First pitch. One on. Fly ball. Deep center. Under the ball. Flood. He's going to get it near the track. He's got it. And that retires his side. Elston Howard on the first pitch hit a towering fly ball. No runs, one hit, no errors, one left. At the end of two innings, the score, St. Louis nothing, Boston nothing. Hi, this is Malcolm Meany. Maybe you don't recognize my name, but you know my face right away. 
I always play the bad guys in the movies. I had this real heavy beard. I looked mean as anything. Whenever I came on the screen, people always said, Hey, what's that guy's name again? Well, his name was Malcolm Meany, because that was me. And right now, I, Malcolm Meany, would like to register a complaint against the Gillette Razor Company. They came out with their super stainless blade, the spoiler, and I've been out of work ever since. You see, that blade has a miracle plastic coating on the edge that reduces the pull when you shave. So I tried the spoiler and I got to like it so much I would shave all the time and I became clean shaven. Well, you can't be a bad guy if you're clean shaven. And I'm not the type to be a good guy. So I've been out of work for a long time. Of course, my private life has picked up. I'm getting a lot of girls. I never got girls before. But where can you take a girl when you've got no money? Going to the top half, the third inning of this ball game here at Fenway Park. Harry Carey and I'm Pee Wee Reese bringing you to the second game of the World Series. No score in this ball game, the top half, the third. Come on in, Harry. All right, here's Juli Javier, who had two out of four yesterday, hit 281 during the regular season. Very fast, can hit the ball with power. <clears throat> the wind of Alain Borg, and here's the pitch. There's a ground ball to short. Petroselli up. There's the peg. He should get him. He does. He's got a great arm. Petroselli throws out Howdy. One away and that'll bring up down Maxwell. And Jim Lonborg continues to pitch perfectly. He has retired seven in a row. Here's Maxwell. Hitless in two tries yesterday. Walked twice. Hit 227 during the regular season. One man out, nobody on base, we're in the third. No score. The pitch by Lomborg, here it is. Line drive to Scott. Maxville lying to the first baseman, Scott, and there's two away. There have been two balls hit rather well. Maxville's that time, and Brock leading off line to Petroselli. So here's Dick Hughes. Now, during the regular season, Hughes likes to bun a lot. He's a pretty good bunner. And he's not really the softest touch in the world as a hitter for a pitcher. He can sting you here and there. Lonborg has retired eight men in a row. Here's Dick Hughes. The Boston right-hander has his sign and the pitch. Swings and he fouls it back. One strike, no ball. Hughes works very quickly, and so does Lonborg. We had a two-hour, 22-minute ball game yesterday, and the way this one's rolling along. It might be even quicker today. Here's the pitch. And it's a straight-two call. Over the inside corner, just below the letters. Two men are out, nobody on base. The outfield plays Hughes very shallow and right. Medium in the other two fields. The pitch. He's struck him out. One, two, three again. Nothing across. At the end of two and a half innings, the Cardinals nothing, the Red Sox nothing. Well, how about that? Well, how about what? I forgot my cigarettes. Oh, yeah? Tell you what. Then try one of mine. Try one of yours? Try one of mine. Have a Salem. I think I will. 
Cepeda coming over. But it's out of play. Behind the commissioner's box. A few rows back. And so the count, two strikes and nothing on Dalton Jones. The Red Sox, third baseman. Left-handed batter. Good hitter, this fella. Born in Macomb, Mississippi. It's his fourth year in the American League with the Red Sox. On the sign. Dalton's just 24 years old. Here's the pitch. Fastball, low and outside. Just barely missed that corner. Two strikes and a ball. Not too much excitement as yet. And the crowd is just sitting back in anticipation, waiting for the explosion for me to one side or the other. Two strikes, one ball. Left-hand batter waits the pitch. High pop fly. Right field. Maris coming in near the foul line, under the ball. He's got it to retire the side. Jones flies to Maris. One, two, three for the Red Sox in the bottom of the third. And at the end of three, it's still Cardinals nothing, Boston nothing. If you're swinging for a new set of snow tires this winter, don't be struck out by a fast-selling pitch. Make the sure hit at your straight-talking BF Goodrich dealer. Ask him about the BFG Trailmaker Silvertown. It's the hardest-hitting snow tire on the road. A tough competitor that digs in deep to keep you going on ice or through heavy snow. It's tough four-ply nylon cord with a husky tread and the deepest biting edges in the business. Tough inside, tough outside, yet you'll never hear it growl. It rides quiet on wet or dry roads. Trailmaker Silvertown snow tires have stopping power, too. And if the going gets really skittish, you can have your Trailmakers with steel safety studs. There's no money down with a BF Goodrich Choice charge account. And installation is free. So make a hit with power-driving BF Goodrich Trailmaker Silvertown snow tires. Get them now from your straight-talking BF Goodrich dealer. We take 30 seconds for station identification. Your radio has not gone cuckoo. That's merely the sound of Saratoga Vichy and its long-lasting fears. The story behind that fears is even stranger than the sound. You see, nature carbonates Saratoga Vichy, giving it a perky little fears with incredible staying power. It keeps drinks fresh far longer than club soda or any of the imitation Vichy's. Saratoga, the authentic Vichy in the yellow label. This is WGYWGFM Schenectady. Just a little block, a ground ball, and there, a great backhand stop. Oh, A sparkling play by the Red Sox second baseman, Jerry Adair. And here now is Kurt Flood, one out. Lonborg hasn't allowed a base runner. The pitch to the right-handed batter. Curveball outside, he shortened a bunt. One ball, no strikes. One out. No score, top of the fourth. Kurt Flood, the hitter. Roger Maris would be next. Lonborg working on a perfect game. He's retired ten in a row. Now to wind up the pitch. He had a cut and he missed the fastball. And that evens it a ball and a strike. I'm sure you all recall that there was once 
a perfect game pitched in World Series competition. Probably the most unbelievable feat of all. Here's the pitch, high and inside. For a pitcher to retire 27 men in a row without anybody reaching base, the odds against that happening must be something like 18 zillion to one. But Don Larson did it. Here's the pitch. Ground ball, hit it for left field. Petrucelli, up for the ball, throwing. It's going to be close. to the Cardinal dugout. Petroselli, a fine play and a perfect throw. And he had to have something on it. Or there would have been no chance. Here's Maris. The fifth. Curve in there at the knee. Our landlord is just as sharp as a man can be. Hitting the corners, keeping the ball down. Has command of his fastball as well as his breaking ball. Let up that time low. And the count. One ball, one strike, two men are out. The Cardinals haven't had a base runner. The Red Sox have had only one hit. No score in the top of the fourth. Here's the pitch to Maris. That fastball low. And the count, two balls and a strike. Roger Maris, who drove in both runs yesterday, in the Cardinals' 2-1 to one victory over the Red Sox. Rogers straddles the plate. Swings that bat around. A home run threat. The pitch. Low inside. Ball three. And now Lomborg for the first time is in danger of losing a man. Three balls, one strike, two out. Nobody on base. No score. A jam-packed crowd here at Fenway Park. Jim Lomborg. Three balls and a strike. The big right-hander delivers. High pop foul out of play. Into the stand. And that'll give you a tip-off how fast Lomborg is. With three and one, Maris was swinging, but he couldn't pull the trigger quite fast enough. He got around late on a fastball and fouled it into the third-base stand. Three balls, two strikes. No Cardinal has reached first base yet. Cepeda waiting to hit. He's in the on-deck circle. Maris, three balls, two strikes. Lomborg leaning forward. Here's the pitch. High pop fly in the infield. That'll be easy. Dalton Jones getting under the ball. Now Petroselli. And Scott was right under him in case he missed it. Maris popped to Petroselli. One, two, three, nothing across. At the end of three and a half innings, it's still Cardinals nothing, Red Sox nothing. Petra said to Tony, this barge we're driving is all wet. Let's go down and see the dodge for us and treat it for a coroner. Did you get the fever, dodge fever? When you see it, fever from the swing and style. Fever! When you drive it, fever every single mile. You get the fever, dodge fever. 
with perspiration. It's a muggy day. Here's a pitch. He had a cut and he missed. Boy, does he, does he ever unload when he swings that bat, Pee-wee? Yes, he does, Harry. And another thing, you're talking about the power of Yastrzemski may have a little more power than Stan Musial, but up until this year, I think the most home runs he ever hit was 16. He's just acquired this power this year. That's the way Stan was. Early in his career, he didn't hit many. Here's the pitch swing. There it goes. Way back. It might be out of here. It could be. It is. A home run. Surprised 
The Red Sox have the momentum. Jerry Adair can handle the bat. Nick Williams, the manager of the Red Sox, may send George Scott. The stretch, the pitch. A bouncing ball got a chance to beat it out down the third base line. Hughes is play. Save. An infield hit for Jerry Adair. have runners at first and second. And there, top one, down the third baseline, Hughes made quite an effort running over towards the line, picking the ball up on the run, running away from first base. He had a leap in the air and throw in the other direction. Pulls the paint off the back. Here's Petroselli. He got the first hit of the afternoon. A single in the second inning. There have been three hits in this inning. One run, a leadoff homer by Yastrzemski. The score one to nothing, Boston. Here's the stretch, the pitch. Petroselli takes a curve at the knee. Larry Jaster, a left-hander for the Cardinals in the bullpen, and Jack LeMay, who used to be a member of the Red Sox, pitched for them for two years, is out in the bullpen. Runners at first and second with one out. Petroselli the bat. Yastrzemski let off the inning with a homer. Here's the pitch. He had a cut and he missed. Swung at a bad ball up around his Adams apple. And the count, two strikes. Elston Howard would be next. The Red Sox have taken the lead for the first time in the 1967 World Series. They never led at any time yesterday. They were tied until the seventh. Today, they're the first to score. Now the stretch from the belt. Here's the pitch. High pump foul coming back. No play on the screen. And so it's two strikes or nothing on Rico Petroselli. Jerry Adair is at first base. George Scott at second base. There's one out. Yastrzemski has already circled the bases with his first homer of this World Series. And what a belt it was. A line drive hit like a shot. Two strikes, no ball. Now the delivery. Here it is. Low outside. Two strikes and the ball. Yastrzemski's line drive. He hit that one like Pee Wee hits the golf ball. I'm glad you didn't say baseball. <laughs> I would have to be truthful, Pee-wee. <laughs> Two strikes on the ball. The pitch. There's a high drive foul into the left field corner out of play. A towering one, too. So it's still two strikes and the ball. 35,188 paid this afternoon. 34,796 yesterday. Rico Petroselli with the Red Sox leading one to nothing. Teammates at first and second. One out. The count two strikes and a ball on him. Dick Hughes trying to pitch out of trouble. Now the delivery. High pop foul coming back. McCarver off at the mask. No play. Onto the screen. And the count stays the same. Two strikes and the ball. 
The action will switch to St. Louis. The third, fourth, and fifth game, if necessary, will be played in St. Louis Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. And then the sixth and seventh games, if necessary, in Boston. Following Wednesday and Thursday, here's Petroselli. Runners at first and second one out. The stretch, the pitch. He fouled tip, had a good cut. And he's still alive up there. The pitch that Yastrzemski lined into the stands looked like it was a slider or fastball to the inside part of the plate. Two strikes on the ball. One to nothing in favor of Boston. We're in the fourth. Petroselli wears a helmet with that ear flap on it. Extra protection. Now the signal. Waiting. Dick Hughes gets set. Here's the pitch. Low outside. That evens it up. Two balls, two strikes. Larry Jaster and Jack LeMabe are working out in the bullpen for St. Louis. Jim Lomborg has pitched perfect baseball for four innings. He has retired 12 in a row. Runners at first and second. Right-hand batter waits. The 2-2 pitch off the stretch. Here it is. Foul back, and he had a good time. Petroselli's a strong little fella. He's small in size, but when you hit 17 home runs and drive in 66 runs, you know you got some power. Rico Petroselli straddles the plate. Chokes up about an inch on the bat. Two balls, two strikes. Hughes pitch. And here it is. He struck him out swinging. Chased a bad ball high and inside. And that's the fifth strikeout for Hughes. And here's Elston Howard. Wide out deep to center his first time up. Right-handed hitter. Howard. Straddles the plate. Waits. The pitch. Low curveball outside. Elston was in. Nine World Series with the Yankees. And now, in his 10th World Series, as a member of the Boston Red Sox. One ball, no strikes. The stretch, the pitch. Hot shot on the ground. He's out! Sensational play! Howard is robbed of a base hit, and Javier, diving stop, gets up in time to throw to the shortstop for the four-stop. And it's one run, three hits, no errors, two left. At the end of four innings, the score, Boston one, St. Louis nothing. Hello, my name is Timothy Timid, and I had a terrible experience the other day. I went to buy a pack of Gillette Super Stainless Blades with the Miracle Plastic Coating on the edge. So I asked the man for Gillette Super Stainless, and he said, they call it the spoiler. I spent all that money to call it the spoiler. Why don't you ask for the spoiler? Why do you come in here and ask for Gillette Super Stainless? Did he scare me? I don't know whether to ask for the spoiler or to go to another store from now on.
while you're at it, why not try a can of new Gillette Foamy Shaving Cream? You know, Gillette packs a mountain of smooth shaving comfort in every can of new Gillette Foamy. You get billows of creamy, rich, foamy lather that really soaks deep down into your beard. Keeps it soft and moist right through your shave. So for a shave as close as this year's American League pennant race, remember, nobody makes a lather like Foamy. So moist, so rich, so creamy. Nobody makes a lather like Gillette. Well, boys, we had perhaps one of the greatest plays ever pulled off in World Series competition with runners at first and second. Elston Howard hit what seemed a sure single to center. Javier reached the ball diving on the grass in short center and while on his knee threw just in time to Maxville for the force out, Pee-wee. One of the finest plays I've ever seen. And I didn't think he had a chance to get the ball the only way he did. I just thought he may be able to knock it down, but after he came up with the ball, he still threw the man out. Here's Cepeda leading off for the Cardinals in the top of the fifth. First pitch in there, strike call. The Red Sox have one run, and the way Lombard is pitching, it could be enough. The Cardinals haven't had a base runner yet. We're in the top of the fifth. Pitch to Cepeda Swan, bouncing ball to Dalton Jones. He's got it. He throws to first in time. Cepeda is 0 for 6 now in this World Series. One out, and here's McCarver. And that is 13 men in a row retired by Lombard. McCarver looking for his first hit of the series. One out, we're in the fifth. One to nothing in favor of the Red Sox. A remarkable play by Julian Javier, the Cardinals' second baseman, prevented the Red Sox from maybe breaking the game wide open. McCarver waits. Here's the windup and the fifth. Curveball, strike, caught the corner. One strike and no ball. Lomborg is fan two. He hasn't allowed a man to reach base. And the totals for the Cardinals read like this up on the board. No runs, no hits, no errors. Now the windup, the pitch. A little tap, foul. Strike two. McCarver didn't have a very good swing at that one. It was an off-speed type of pitch that fooled him. And the count, two strikes, no ball. One out, fifth inning. One to nothing in favor of the Red Sox on Carl Yastrzemski's home run. Mike Shannon will be up there next for the Cardinals. We're in the top of the fifth. Here's the fifth. Fouled out of play. McCarver was trying to go to the opposite field. And the count strike two. No ball. One out. Nobody on. Top of the fifth. One to nothing in favor of the Red Sox. The second game of the World Series. Here's the windup. The pitch. And it's high and outside. Two strikes on the ball. The Red Sox trying to even up the series. Jim Lombor, big, good-looking right-hander. A California boy from San Luis Obispo. Two strikes and a ball. Here's the pitch. High, lazy, pop fly, left field. Yastrzemski coming over. He's got room. And he makes the catch. McCarver pops to Yastrzemski in short left field. Two gone. And here's Mike Shannon. 
He fanned his first time up on three sharp-breaking curveballs. Two men are out. The score, one to nothing, Red Sox. A hot day in Boston. Lomborg is very cool out there, though. And here's the pitch. Shannon takes a curve, a strike call. Mike hasn't seen anything but a bending ball yet against Lombard. Whenever they find out that you can't hit something, they'll keep throwing it. You've proved that, that you can. Here's the pitch. A high pump foul back. Out of play as Howard chases it, but it's in the stand. Two strikes, no ball. Lombard is forcing Shannon to give up, to give room at the plate. Give way. Falling away from them. The Red Sox have one run, four hits, no errors in this ballgame, and the Cardinals nothing, nothing, nothing. They haven't had a man reach base. Yastrzemski's home run is the ballgame as of now. That plus Lomborg's perfect pitcher. Two men are out, nobody on base. The pitch to Shannon. Boston won, St. Louis nothing. It's what's up front that counts. And up front ahead of the filter. Only Winston has the good, good taste. That comes from filter blend. Filter blend means fine tobaccos for the best taste yet. That's why Winston is America's largest selling cigarette. Winston's out front because up front only Winston has filter blend. Choice golden tobaccos specially selected for the best taste in filter board bat went sailing out of his hands as he swung and missed strike one. Bottom of the fifth, one to nothing Red Sox. Hughes pitch. High pop fly. Javier backing out. Maris coming in. Rogers takes it for the out. Lomborg pops to Maris. One out, and here's Jose Tartable. The right fielder, he's nothing out of two so far. A little fella who can run, likes to bunt, and slash that ball to various fields. He's up there with one out and nobody on base in the bottom of the fifth. One to nothing, the Red Sox, on Carl Yastrzemski's home run. We don't mean to be redundant, but we realize many people, here's a pitch swung, pop foul back out of play onto the roof just above us here. We realize many people at this hour in various parts of the country are Perhaps moving in and out of offices. And the score is always a paramount interest. Here's the pitch. Fastball a little bit outside. Jim Lomborg has retired the first 15 men in a row that have, who have faced him. 
One ball, one strike. Dick Hughes pitch. There's a fly ball deep center field. Flood back. He's got room. He's waiting. It'll be an easy out. He takes it. Carnival flies to flood. Two men up, two men down. Boy, the action is fast today, Pee Wee. Well, both of these fellows, Dick Hughes and Jim Lombard, neither one of them takes too much time. And I think that's the way a pitcher should work. Well, they've both been very successful, so it certainly doesn't hurt them. Here's Dalton Jones. The first pitch is outside. Jones is 0 for 2 in this game. Had one out of four yesterday. Two men are out, nobody on base. The ball game in the fifth. One to nothing. Maybe the Red Sox. The pitch swung. Ground ball. Cepeda up nicely. Pitcher covers the toss. He's got it. One, two, three. A good play. Cepeda to Hughes. Nothing across for the Cardinal for the Red Sox in the bottom of the fifth. And now at the end of five, the score remains Boston one, St. Louis nothing. The guy who can come in off the bench and pinch hit for real power, well, he's the kind of insurance every likes to have. We mention this because all your grandstand managers are going to need some pinch hitting power real soon. What with winter just around the corner, you'll probably be changing the lineup on your car and calling in a set of new snow tires. So why not get yourself the toughest pinch hitters in the entire winter league? B.F. Goodridge Trailmaker Silvertown Snow Tires. They'll come in cold and hit for power through the heaviest snow. They'll come right down to grips with ice, take off smooth in the most skittish places. They're built with new customized nylon cords, so they can take Goodrich Trailmaker Silvertown snow tires only at your VF Goodrich store dealer. We pause 30 seconds for station identification. The kind of ginger that goes into Saratoga ginger ale. Why? To make a ginger ale that's different. One you can drink by itself as well as a mixer. Take a sip and it's mellow, gingery, without nothing at you. Even the bubbles are different. High-spirited, but long-lasting, and never overwhelming. The people who make Saratoga Bishy just can't bear to make a ginger ale like everybody else. This is WGYWGFM Schenectady. The first five innings of this ball game are now history. And the Red Sox have one run, four hits, no errors. The Cardinals, no runs, no hits, no errors. And what is even more important, Jim Lomborg has a perfect game. As we go into the top of the six, he has retired 15 men in a row. Hooley and Javier will be leading it off for the Cardinals. And now moving in to tell you all about it is the former great shortstop of the Brooklyn Dodgers, Kurt Gowdy's partner on the Game of the Week telecast, and our own good friend and the man we're happy to be teamed with here on this broadcast, none other than the Louisville Colonel, Pee Wee Reese. Thank you very much, Harry, and a fine job. Yes, sir, Jim Lombard, the big, tall right-hander for the Boston Red Sox. He found a way to stop these Cardinals from running. Yes, sir? You just had letting one reach base. As Harry told you, he has retired 15 men in a row. Julian Javier, the first man to face you here in the first half of the sixth inning. Lombard kicks that big left leg of his up in the air. Curveball, and he has a Danny today. Call strike one. Lombard. He takes that familiar pose on the mound every time. His feet close to Kevin. Kind of shoots over a little bit. 
real good sinker. He gets ahead of you, he'll come sidearm by the way of third base with that curveball. And he has a dandy, as the Cardinals have found out today. This will be the second time around for the Cardinals in this ball game. And it looks to me like they have not gotten on the Lombardia yet. That's that curveball inside. One ball, one strike on Javier. Leading things off here in the top half of the sixth inning of the score. The Red Sox won, and the St. Louis Cardinals nothing. Yes, sir, a home run by Carl Yusinski. Lombard looking down to his catcher, Elston Howard. Javier, way back in that batter's box. Pokes up on the bat a little bit. Elston Howard giving the sign. Moves outside. Here's the pitch. The fastball hit right off the end of the bat over in the Red Sox dugout. We've talked about Lombard. Sitting a great ball game. Well, so is Dick Hughes. He's given up four hits and one run. Lombard, no run, no hit. And not a man is reached base. We're in the top half of the sixth inning. Javier. One ball, two strikes on him. Moves that back, back, back and forth. Lombard kicks that big left foot. Her ball, a little high and outside. Makes the count two and two. The infield is back straight away. Outfield not too deep. And Javier up there, he made a great play to save a run and could have been more when Alfred Howard hit a line shot back to the head of the Goldfart came up with it and took it to the shortstop. Retiring the side. Lombard breaking pitch outside. A full count, three and two. The wind is blowing out to right center. Lombard taking a little time. See, I believe this is only about the second and third hitter that he's had a long count on. I was thinking maybe it could have been the first. There's a little lazy fly to the right field. Jose Carnival could have no trouble with it. He doesn't. Looks like Javier was fooled on that ball. Lombard on the three and two pitch, I believe he sat on Kirby. Javier did not have a good cut. That brings up Dal Maxwell, the shortstop. Maxwell lined out to George Scott, his first time up. Lombard quickly. Swing. No contact for Maxwell. Lombard right back up on that rubber. Elson Howard down giving him a sign. Maxwell up close to the plate, chokes up on the bat. Here's the pitch. And both of these fellows can pop that catcher's man. It's one away. Two strikes on Dal Maxwell. Now Lomborg is standing straight up. The side on Kerbal. Look out. Well, they say that Sal Magley, the pitching coach for the Red Sox, 
this fellow to be a little vicious. And by vicious, I mean not try to really hurt a batter, just to come inside. Keep that hitter honest. If you ever have a chance to see Lombard, he's a big, handsome-looking fellow. As a pitch is high outside, ball two. And he doesn't look mean. Now, when we used to see that Magley pitch for the Giants, he needed a shave and he looked rough. And we get on that mound, he was rough. Lombard does not look rough. You better believe he is. He won 22 games this year. McMurl hits one back through the middle. Chester Shelley cuts over in front of it. Oh, it's a drive shot. who did not touch the ball yesterday in the field, or at that, really, having a fine day today, made a couple of great plays. We have seen some good plays. Jerry Adair made a good play at second base. Javier at second base for the Cardinals. Dick Hughes is the hitter, the pitcher. Elston Howard getting the size. They don't play in too deep. Squares around the front one down the first baseline. George Scott coming in. He fouls it straight back on the screen. the sixth inning. There's two away. One to nothing. The Red Sox over the Cardinals. High and inside to Hughes. Makes the count one ball and one strike. During the season, Lonborg started 39 games. He completed 15 of them. A one and one pitch to Hughes. A Maybe you can hear the umpire, Al Balick, behind home plate. When he calls a strike, you can hear him all over the park. And he's a great one. That one ball and two strike. Look out. Lombard came inside with it. Almost got huge. As Harry told you, Lombard led the major to hit batsmen this season with 19. Two balls, two strikes on Dick Hughes. Lombard gave it a sign for Nelson Howard. Moves outside, fastball too high. And it's a full count on the pitchers. Dick Hughes. Two away. It's the Cardinals' sin. Pitch it to walk another one. Let's see what happens here. Here's the pitch. He got him out. Jim Lombard striking out. Dick Hughes, and that's all for the Cardinals. No one's no hit. And nowhere. After five and a half innings of play, the score of Boston Red Sox won the St. Louis Cardinals nothing. Some ball game, Pee Wee. Man, you got to start thinking now in terms of that uh, perfect game. He has retired, Lombard has retired 18 in a row, and here's the guy stepping up there who went off the fourth inning with, with a home run, which represents the difference in this one to nothing ball game, Boston leading, referring to Carl Yosemite. Yes, sir. Bob Gibson. Shut out, Carl Yosemite, yes, sir. Red Sox got beat. Today, he hit a home run and a line drive in that right field seat. The first pitch to Yosemite. 
is inside ball one. Dick Hughes, who has done a fine job for the Cardinals, but fails in this game by a score of one to nothing as he ran up against the puppy. There's a slow curveball in there for call strike one. So after throwing that fastball to him the last time, you may see something a little bit different to him this year. But Harry says Hughes does not have a good changeup. Fastball. Little low. Two balls in one strike. As you can see, the Hughes is pitching careful to call Yastrzemski. Yastrzemski stands back in that batter's box. Holds his hand high. Tucks up on the bat just a little bit. He has a cold stand. Dick Hughes looking down to his catcher, Tim McCarver. That ball right outside when McCarver was holding that glove. And the count, two balls and two strikes. There's no one away when the bottom half the sixth inning. And a final ball game here today as Jim Lombard of the Red Sox have retired 18 man in a row. Hughes taking a little time. His uniform is soaking wet. His empty fouls it back. And a cap remains two and two. They play straight away on your strength and deep. Your strength used to hit a lot to left field. This year he's decided to pull. And it's paid off. Hit 43 home runs. There's a ball. Fouled off the left. As Hughes trying to sneak that pitch line. The sun has gone in. It's overcast here at Fenway Park. It's kind of muggy. In fact, it's almost hot. 84 degrees. Tim McCarver out to talk. to pitcher Dick Hughes. With a count of two and two on Carl Yusinski, leading things off of the Red Sox in the bottom half of the sixth inning. Why did McCarver tell him? He could have told him anything. They played a game with him the first time up there. He kept making him wait. McCarver moves outside. That's what it was. Yusinski goes to the left. Rock over there underneath it. And takes it. Move back to left fielder. That wind brought that ball back in. Kind of tricked him a little bit, but he came up with it. Whip that ball around the infield. Yard shot the big first baseman. He struck out and got a base, and he's one for two. He has one of the four hits off Dick Hughes. Scott stands way back in that box. He really takes the ripple. Starts, checks his swing, holds up. Outside, ball one. They call him Taters. Because that's what George Scott calls a home run. Curveball, outside. Scott is a swinger. He looks at his coach, Popowski, down at third base to see if he wants him to chop away at this 2-0 and pitch. And inside, ball three. It's one away. Bottom half the sixth inning. Scott got two for three yesterday. He had 19 home runs. During the season, 82 runs batted in. That's not a bad year. Just got the outside corner. 
Makes the count three balls and one strike. Scott checks with Sapowski. His coach is third base. Back in the batter's box. Dick Hughes is ready. Scott swinging that bat. That ball. Was he taking? Looks like he was. It's now full count, three and two. And George Scott, the sisters in there, cannot take this one. Scott will be followed by Reggie Smith. Here it is. He held up on it. It was too high. For George Scott. It's the second walk given up by Dick Hughes. And that brings up Reggie Smith. Dick Williams. Like for his club to run. They have fair speed. George Scott, a big man at first base. Orlando Cepeda hold him on, but he can move. Now then, Reggie Smith wants the umpire, Al Barlick, to take a look at the ball. Al decides to throw it out. So Dick Hughes has a new baseball. It's one away. Runner on first base, George Scott, the hitter's Reggie Smith. We're in the bottom half to sixth inning of the score. The Boston Red Sox won. The St. Louis Cardinals won enough, and Dick Hughes flips the ball over to Cepeda. George Scott may run. Reggie Smith can get a piece of that ball. That ball outside. No run. No hits, no errors for the Cardinals. For the Red Sox, one run, four hits, and no errors. We're in the bottom half of the sixth inning. A flip to first base. George Scott not taking too big of a lead. I don't think that George Scott will get an open seal. It'll be a hit and run if he does go. That pitch is too low. Ball two. McCarver out to talk to Hughes. Cepeda comes in says something to Dick Hughes. Hughes on the year. Let's see what he did. How many games he started. Hughes started 27 during the season. He completed 12. Has good control when he walked 48 men. The 2-0 pitch. Inside. Ball three. In the Cardinal bullpen, it's Willis. Three and is the count on Reggie Smith. I imagine he'll be taking all the way. Dick Hughes will just try to get it down in there. It's too high. High and outside. So it's ball four. Jive Scott goes down to second base. Reggie Smith down the first base and out of the dugout. The manager of the Cardinals, Red Sandy. Well, Harry, you have seen Dick Hughes so many times this year. Do you think he may be getting a little tired? He's had a tough ball game. I, I would think so, um, but I've seen him pick out of these kind of spots before. What gets me, Pee-wee, is the way his uniform is just so absolutely soaked with perspiration. And, uh be a lot warmer down on that field than it is up here. The temperature was 84 degrees going into the game. The Red is walking, Red Chaney's walking off the field, so Dick Hughes will stay in there to pitch to Jerry Adair. Well, I 
think Jack Hughes is doing a little bit more down on that field than we are up here. <laughs> Quite a bit more, Pee Wee. Runners on first and second. It's one away. Jerry Adair is the hitter. And the catcher, Tim McCarver, is pulling the center fielder, trying to get Kurt Flood to come in a little bit. Kurt Flood playing hit away in center field. Jerry Adair in that crap position of his takes the first pitch outside and Dick Hughes is getting a little wild here as he watched Doug Scott and Reggie Smith after getting the Simpsky out. Dick Hughes taking a little more time now. McCarver moves outside his catcher. The pitch ball hit to the third base and he hits the ball. satisfying flavor of an ice cold hires with beer. If it's taste you want, it's high time for hires. This is Harry Carey with Pee Wee Reese. We're in the bottom half of the sixth inning. The Red Sox now have a chance to break this game open. After Yastrzemski flat out the block to start the sixth inning, George Scott walked. So did Reggie Smith. That put runners at first and second. Then Adair hit a sharp ground ball of the Shannon which he could not feel cleanly. He was charged with an error and that filled the bases. So the bases are loaded with only one out. The Red Sox have made one run, and that was a homer by Carl Yastrzemski in the fourth inning. Their troubles as of this moment are one run, four hits, no error. The Cardinals haven't had a man reach base. Jim Lomborg is working on a perfect game. And if Don Larson is listening somewhere, 
I don't guess anybody can appreciate more Lombard's situation right now than the one man who knows what it is to have pitched a perfect game in the World Series, Don Larson. The Cardinals haven't had a man reach 18 men in a row have been retired. However, the Cardinals will have the top of the batting order coming up in the seventh, starting with Brock. So it's very important here. If the Redbirds can get out of this inning without too much damage, they're still in the ballgame. Dr. Selly walks up now, Peely, with a chance to really break it wide open for the Red Sox. That's there, Ron Willis in for Dick Hughes. And about a half to six inning as the Red Sox, with a base hit right here, could go out and cut and break this game wide open. The envy of the Sox off and second baseman. They're back to double play set. Cepeda first, Shannon in at third. George Cal will have no trouble tagging up in third and scoring the second run of this ball game. And Reggie Smith tags up the second and goes over to third. And Petro Shelley hits that ball hard. But Kurt Fred is right back there. And the Red Sox go out in front by a score of two to nothing. We now have runners on first and third. And it's two away and the hitters, Elson Howard. that Javier makes it a great play on. The first pitch by Willis is outside ball one. Willis started his career in 1962 with Brunswick. 66 of the Indianapolis and St. Louis. Here's the pitch. A breaking pitch. High and outside. One ball, one strike. Time. Look to his catcher, Tim McCarver. McCarver moves inside. They're off and hard. I see what well, there goes the runner. The throw. McCarver bluffs down the third base. Trying to tap Reggie Smith off of there. As Jerry Adair broke from first, going to second. McCarver bluffs the throw to second base and tries to pick Reggie Smith at third. But Reggie Smith did not fall for it. And Carver, McCarver threw the ball a little bit low, but Mike Dunn blocked it. He did. Uh, Shannon may have saved the run. He just locked that throw into the dirt with his chest. They're going to give Austin Howard a free ticket. to Jim Lombard, the pitcher. And you can hardly blame him for that. Looks like it could get a little rain here at Sinway Park. I certainly hope not. Down to his catcher, McCarver. 
Here's the pitch. Curveball on the go in there. Call strike two. On at third, Reggie Smith. On at second, Jerry Adair. On at first, Elson Howard. The hitter, Jim Lombard, the big pitcher who's done such a terrific job here today. He has retired 18 men in a row. He lost his bet, and that's all for Lombard, and that's all for the Red Sox here in the bottom half of the sixth inning. One run, no hits, one and three men left on base. So the score, after six complete innings, the Boston Red Sox two, and the St. Louis Cardinals nothing. Once again, we're happy to present the... Harry Cowley with Pee Wee Reese at Sunway Park. It's turned the lights on. Skies have darkened considerably, and the lights have been turned on now. The Cardinals going into the top of the seventh have the up to put a man on base. Lou Brock will be leading it off, so the Cardinals will have Brock, Flood, and Maris trying to break Jim Lombard's streak, which now is 18 consecutive batters retired. We're getting a few drops of rain, and more than just a few drops. And some of the fans now scurry for shelter. The totals at this moment, two runs, four hits, no errors for the Red Sox. No runs, no hits, one error for the St. Louis Cards. So the rain has started here in Boston. And this balmy summer weather, perhaps, is going to come to an end. Lou Brock leads it off, and here to tell you about it is Pee Wee Reese. Thank you, Harry. Leading things off in the top half of seventh inning. Lombard has pitched a great game for the Red Sox. They lead in this ball game by a score of two to nothing. He's looking down at Elson Howard. Elson Howard holds that target right in the middle. Ball hit hard. Jerry Ader up with one hand. Kicks the ball over to Brad Scott. As the Red Sox hook that ball around the infield, Elson Howard out to talk to his pitcher Jim Lombard. And I'm sure that Jim Lombard knows is what knows what's happening in this game. I was in that game with Sam Larson when he beat the Brooklyn Dodgers and didn't allow any of us to reach base. It's a little embarrassing, eh? Kurt Flood. Jim Lombard. Look down. The big kick. And a tanker in there for call strike one. I imagine you will hear the fans here at Fenway Park cheer with every pitch now as we're in the top half the seventh inning. And Jim Lombard has the perfect game so far. Little high. One ball, one strike. Kurt Flood. Had quite a year. For the Cardinals hitting 335. A tough man to strike out. The pitch is outside. Two balls and one strike. Lombard keeps looking at his thumb, Harry, like he may have a blister. Be something to watch closely, Pee-wee. After each pitch, I noticed him doing that last Sunday, he checks his thumb. But I'll say one thing for him, he doesn't seem to be losing anything off of that fastball or his curveball. Kurt Flood had a real good ripple shot when fouled it back on the count of two and two. Lombard with those feet close together. Elton Howard giving the sign. Kurt Flood holding that bat high. He's not too big. He's got good speed. Lombard, fat arm curveball. Just missed. The 
the full count, three and two. Steve Carlson, the young left-hander of the Cardinals, is now working in the bullpen. A full count on Kirk Blood. As Jim Lombard gets the new ball. The outfield, the infield, playing straight away. Lombard. Goes to his mouth, wipes his hand off. Wipes his fingers off on every pitch. He's looking down for the sign. He has it. The kick. The throw. And he fouled it back. And Kirk Flood is still alive. I believe now, uh, Pee Wee, this is only the fourth man that he's come down to a full count on. I would say he's pitched quite a ball game. Nick Hughes started for the Cardinals. Gave up to Ron Willis. As a little lazy fire, no one will catch that one. Down the right field line. George Scott, the first baseman going over there, cannot catch up with it. Way back up in the stand. And the count remains three and two. Flood, of course, has not had a hit today. Has no one else on the St. Louis Cardinals. He got it out to the third baseman. Got it out to the shortstop, which is a real close play on both of them. Pitch the kick by Lombard is blown outside. And that's the first man to reach base against Jim Lombard as Kurt Flood gets the base on ball. Well, we will not have a perfect game, Harry. He still hasn't given up a hit though, Pee Wee. Roger Mayer. To right, he pops to the shortstop. He's over two. Kurt Flood, who has good speed, it's one away. The Red Sox are out in front, two to nothing. Lombard makes a flip over to George Scott to hold Kurt Flood close. Lombard working with three days rest. He looks down at his catcher. Roger Mass hits one out in the left field. You're to going back. He has it. The ball back to the shortstop, Dexter Shelley, and Dexter Shelley in the air. Alston Howard out to talk to his pitcher. Jim Lombard. The hitter, Orlando Cepeda. He is the big man for the Cardinals, has been all year, but in the series, in the first game, and here in the second game, he has not had a hit. He's all for six. foot of his. He is really throwing out some dirt. They call him the bull. He looks like a bull there, throwing that dirt back with his foot. He has a cold stance. The first pitch. A breaking pitch a little bit too high. One ball on him. Jim Lombard taking a little time. Kirk foot on his first base. He likes to run. But the Cardinals trail by a score of two to nothing. I doubt if they will send Kurt Flood. Lombard looking down to Elston Howard. Here is the pitch. Curveball too high. They want to give this big fella a chance to tie this ball game up. Cepeda checking with his coach, Joe Schultz, down at third base. Lombard. 
looking down for his sign. He comes set, looks over at first base at Kurt Flood. Here's the pitch. Ball hit hard. Petroselli just made quite a play. It was a tough chance. In between her. A short hop. And Rico said, look at here what I have. He flipped the ball to Jerry Adair. And Jim Lombard almost lost his no-hitter. But he still has it going. He can't pitch his perfect game anymore as he walked Kurt Flood. But I'm sure the most the most thing he wants right now is to win this game. Jose Potterball leading things off for the Red Sox. The first pitch is low by Ron Willis. Ron Willis on the year has an earned run average of 2.67. That's pretty good. A foul off the left by Potterball. One ball and one strike. He started 65 games. His record... Six and lost five. Willis looking down to his catcher, Tim McCarver. The target down low for McCarver. Carter ball looks like he wants to bunt it. Let's the ball go. It's too low. Two balls in one strike. Carter ball, who has good speed, likes the bunt. Mike Shannon in at third base. A couple of steps. Cepeda in at first base. Ron Willis looking down to McCarver. Here's the pitch, the kick. Outside. Five, three. The Red Sox have two runs on four hits. They scored a run in the fourth. They scored a run in the sixth. Yastrzemski hit a home run in the bottom half of the fourth inning. Carterville with a count of three and one on. They would like to get him on here right now. He's on there. Too high, ball four. Dalton Jones. Struck out, slide out. To Zepeda at first base. He's 0 for 3. Dalton Jones gets a piece of the ball. Let's see if they'll be running or letting Dalton Jones hit away. He did Sunday. Hit one right by the third base. And there's a throw to first base. And Zepeda trying to make that quick tag like he's left to throw back to Willis and try to tag Carter Ball. There's another quick throw to first base. It almost got by Zepeda. Cepeda kind of playing with Jose Tarnable. Dalton Jones. Here's the pitch. He squares around the bunker ball. Down the first baseline foul. Tarnable. Back to first base. One strike on Dalton Jones. This is what happened Sunday. Dalton Jones tried to bunt the first pitch. He butted it foul on the next pitch. Dick Williams, the manager of the Red Sox, let him hit away. Let's see if it happens today. He swings away, hits the ball off the left. I don't think he's anybody. Up there. Knocks the ball down. And cannot throw anyone out.
second base, and on at first base, Dalton Dome. After trying to bust, Dick Williams gave Dalton Jones a hit turn. Jones went to left with it, knocked the over, knocked the ball down, but they had no play anywhere. And Billy Muffet, the pitching coach for the Cardinals, asked to talk to Ron Willis. We're going to have a new pitcher. Who is it, hey? It'll be Joe Horner, the left-hander, who's done a great job all season long for the Cardinals in these kind of situations. A sinker baller. He wheels from the side, tough on the left-handed batter. For that matter, he's done very effectively against right-handers, too. Joe Horner will be the new pitcher for the St. Louis Cardinals. Jack LeMade is also working out there now. And uh, we're going to pause here 30 seconds for station identification. You're on a giant reach of KNBR, AM and FM, San Francisco. Hear all the San Francisco Warrior games on KNBR Radio 68. Station men who display the bright yellow Anco windshield wiper service cabinet, your customers will really appreciate a reminder about their streaking wiper blades. Let them look at a new pair of Anderson's Anco anti-wind lift blades or refills while your gas pump is filling their tank. Tell them you can put them on in seconds. This is real Anco service. Carry at Fenway Park were in the bottom of the seventh, the Red Sox, at Carnival at second base, Dalton Jones at first base. There's nobody out, and Carl Yastrzemski, who hit a homer in the fourth inning, to put the Red Sox on the scoreboard first. Yastrzemski will be the hitter. The Red Sox out in front, two to nothing, with two men on, nobody out, the best hitter up there. I can't really do break this game wide open. On the other hand, the Cardinals hitting ball club, with good batters up and down the batting order, have run into a no-hitter so far for seven innings at the hands of young Jim Lomborg. Joe Horner, who won four and lost four during the season with an earned run average of 2.59, is just about finished with his practice tosses. So, Pee-wee, let's see what's going to happen. Okay, Harry, Carl Yastrzemski will be the first hitter to face Joe Horner on first and second. You got your best hitter on the ball club. We have a little more rain coming down right now. And was you having fun? I don't think so. Joe Hunter, the pitcher, looking around at his outfield. He's using the rosin. Checks with the shortstop in second base in case the ball is hit back to him. Who wants it? Now he walks up on the rubber. Yastrzemski, he's in the box. He's ready. McCarver giving the sign. Honor looks back at the runner. Potterball at second base. Here's the pitch. A slip swing, no contact by Carl Yastrzemski. As Honor on that fastball inside on Yastrzemski. Owen Warren's account. No runs, no hits, one error for the Cardinals. Two runs, five hits, no errors for the Boston Red Sox. We're in the bottom half of the seventh inning. No one out. Runners on first and second. Fastball. Outside. Makes the count one ball and one strike. They move the ball around on Yastrzemski. You cannot hit this fellow one way. 
left hand is pretty good. One ball, one strike. Carter looks back at the runner at second base. That ball, swing on and miss. Strike two. Honor. First time I've seen him this year. Throws it pretty hard. Yastrzemski gets out of that batter's box. Gets some dirt on his hands. Still coming down here at Fenway Park in Boston. And we had such a beautiful day starting this game off. As we told you a little earlier, we had those overcast skies. Here's the pitch for Hunter. High. Ball two. Two balls, two strikes on Carl Yastrzemski. Carnival down at second base. At first base, Dalton Jones. Looking down to his catcher, Tim McCarver. McCarver giving the sign. Yastrzemski waving that bat high in the air. Here's the pitch. Oh, that's the right ball. It's coming down. 
It is dark. The lights are on here at Fenway Park. The windup, the pitch. There's the ball hit out of the left field. That may be off of the wall. No. Move back right back there. Underneath the scoreboard to take it for out number one. That wind is blowing from left to right. It was blowing out, I guarantee, have been off of that scoreboard. Reggie Smith. He's now moved over batting right-handed against the left-handed pitcher Joe Harner. He's a switch hitter. He was batting left-handed against Dick Hughes, a right-hander who started this game. Smith's 0 for 2. He has a ripple on that one. Strike one. Got away. Joe Harner. Looking down at McCarver. Here's the kick. Fastball. Tries to check his swing. Fouls it off the right. Down at first base side. Back in the stand. Strike two. Reggie Smith has an open stance. Right-handed. A closed stance. Left-handed. Joe Hunter looking at the ball. Turning on the mound. Now he's on the rubber. He looks at McCarver. Giving the sign. McCarver outside. As were the pitch a little bit too much outside. Makes the count one ball and two strikes. Away. The scores, the Boston Red Sox five, the St. Louis Cardinals nothing. We're in the bottom half of the seventh inning. As the ball hit out into right center, let's see if first strike can get over the Roger Maris goes over. Roger Maris calls for it and takes it. For out number two, that ball was hit in right center. Roger Maris, the right fielder, went over there and took that ball easy. Looks like it may be in there first. I just wonder whether the batting practice after the game yesterday uh, is the answer. Petra Selly, who struck out three times yesterday, has had a big day and so has your Trumpsky. Gary Adair swings on the first pitch, fouls it back. Tony Kubek and I, as I said, we were talking about that. We have never seen anybody, I know no one on our club, ever went out after a World Series game and took batting practice. I've never heard of it before either. I believe it helped. <laughs> a changing world, baby. <laughs> This one foul down the first baseline. So Bailey goes back. Will he have a chance? No, it's in the stand. I didn't get a chance to talk to Carl Yosemite, but as I said, I talked to Petroselli. You know, and all it takes, Terry, is just one little thing, or even just something, to build up your confidence in your response. Sometimes it helps. And Yosemite, whatever it was, he found out. Yeah, but there's a guy the last day of the season has four out of four. the kind of slumps I like to get into. Adair swings on a fastball, thousand back. Still two strikes on Jerry. No balls and two strikes. Joe Hunter in relief here. Of Ron Willis, who came in to pitch for Dick Hughes. This is the third pitcher for the Cardinals. Hunter taking a little time to wind up the kick. That ball inside. Joe Hunter fell down when he released that one. One ball, two strikes on Jerry Adair. He's up close to the plate. He stands right into the ball. There's the ball hit hard out of the center field. First coming in. He can't get it. 
catch it on one hop. Back into the infield comes the ball and making the turn back in his first base is Jerry Eager. He's talking about Scepter Shelley and he's batting practice yesterday. What has he done today? Had a base at his first time up. And he struck out in the fourth inning. It is sacrifice five. In the sixth inning, the score run, of course. One for two, the first pitch, a breaking pitch, low in the dirt. Carver makes a nice pickup. One ball on Rico Petrosoli, it's two away. Jerry Adair on his first base. They play Petrosoli straight away. He has good power. He gets that in front of the ball. He can carry it a long way. Train and a foul tip. Right in back of you, Al Bartik cannot pick it up. There it is. Tim McCarver picks it up, throws the ball back to Joe Hunter. And it's one ball and one strike. Dan Wasinski is warming up for the Red Sox out in their bullpen. One ball, one strike on Rico Petroselli. Hunter looking over to Dare at first base. To pay to hold him on. Here's the kick, the pitch, fastball outside. McCarver makes a bluff. Down to Cepeda's first base, no throw. Two balls and one strike. On Rico Petroselli. The Red Sox have come up with three runs here in the bottom half of the seventh inning. On Carl Yusinski's home run. Inside, ball three. And that was his second home run, Yusinski, of the day. He started in four of the five runs. Elson Howard. On deck circle. Honor. Looks over to there. Here's the kick. Fastball. Going outside. Ball four. So Petroselli goes to first base. Moving down to second. Jerry Adair moving out of that dugout is Billy Muffet. The pitching goes. For the Cardinals. Now he comes back in. He wants to talk to Red Sandys. Red Sandy says something to him, and Billy Muffet gives the sign to Augie Donatelli, the umpire down in second base, and we want a new pitcher. He's got Jack LeMay, the right-hander, and Al Jackson, the left-hander out there. As the Red Sox now build up a 5 to nothing lead, you can't help but look ahead to the next two innings for the Cardinals because Jim Lombard is working on a no-hitter. Only once before in the history of baseball was a no-hitter pitch in the World Series. And that was Don Lawson's perfect game for the Yankees against the Dodgers in 1956. Tom Magley, by the way, who's Lombard's pitching coach for the Red Sox, was the loser in that game. But Larson pitched the perfect game in. One-hitters have been pitched by... Rulebach with the Cubs in 1906, Claude Passaw with the Cubs in 1945, and you all remember Floyd Bevins with a no-hitter going to the bottom of the range with two out, and he was beaten. We'll pause here 30 seconds for station identification. You're in the giant reach of KNBR, AM and FM, San Francisco. Here all of the San Francisco Warrior games on KNBR Radio 68. Don't blame your gas station serviceman who forgot to ask you, do your wipers streak your windshield? Chances are you too forgot and didn't ask him. 
Don't wait until your dead blades in the next storm cloud your vision. Get new Anco anti-wind lift blades for refills. Get them the next time you buy gas. Sunway Park with the Red Sox now lead five to nothing. The Red Sox have scored five runs, seven hits, no errors. The Cardinals haven't had a hit. Naturally, no runs. They've committed one error. Jack LeMabe becomes the Cardinals' fourth pitcher. He used to be with the Red Sox. 32-year-old right-hander. He did some effective work for the Cardinals after they obtained him from the New York Mets about mid-season or so. The Red Sox have Petroselli at first base and Adair second There are two outs. Joe Horner was touched for a three-run homer by Carl Yastrzemski, the man he was brought in the face. Then got the next two men out, but Adair singled and Petroselli walked. And so now Jack LeMade will be facing Elston Howard. Howard is 0 for 2 in the ballgame, slid out, and was robbed of a hit on a great play by Javier. It was intentionally passed in the sixth. This is the second game in the World Series. Tomorrow, the two teams practice in St. Louis. And Saturday, the series resumes at Bush Memorial Stadium in St. Louis. Elston Hall with the batter, and once again, Pee Wee Reese. It's still raining here at Fenway Park in Boston. Runners on first and second. Elston Howard the hitter, two away. Jack LeMay is the new pitcher for the St. Louis Cardinals. He's the fourth of the day. Good fastball. One on, miss, back one. His record, three wins and seven losses. Earned run average, 3.30. Elson Howard, way back in that batter's box. He has a close stance. Used to pull the ball quite a bit. Now that he hits the ball on the right and right center. Jack LeMay comes set, looks back to Jerry Eder at second base. Breaking pitch, low and outside. Ball one, one ball and one strike, two away. Elson Howard drying his hands off. a little bit, getting a little bit brighter, but he certainly hopes so. As Jim Lombard is going for a no-hitter, Nelson Howard fouls a fastball straight back, one ball and two strikes. LeMay, massaging that old horse fired up, out on the mound, gets some rosin on his hand. Down to the catcher, catcher Tim McCarver. One ball, two strikes on Elson Howard. He comes set, looks back to second. Here's the curveball, it's too high. Makes the count two and two. It's been a long inning for the Cardinals. As the Red Sox have come up with three runs here. Still in the bottom half, the seventh inning. He comes set the pitch. Ball hits hard down the first baseline, but it's foul. Looked like Harry was trying to go to right field that ball. Back to second base is Jerry Adair. Back to first. Petrocelli. The second game of the World Series, and this is the 64th World Series. American League teams have a 38 to 25 edge in the series competition. 
Two balls, two strikes on Elston Howard. LeMay, he's ready. The pitch, he's struck him out. And that's all for Elston Howard, and that's all for the Red Sox here in the bottom half of the seventh inning. But they came up with three runs on three hits. No errors and left two men on base. So the score after seven full innings, the Boston Red Sox five, the Samuel Cardinals nothing. with a commanding lead of five to nothing as we go into the top of the eighth. And the St. Louis Cardinals have yet to make a hit. Jim Lombard working on a no-hitter. Only one man reached base, and that on a 3-2 pitch that barely missed Kurt Flood walked in the seventh inning. He had retired 19 in a row at that point. Now there's some line to Yastrzemski and left, and Cepeda hit perhaps the hardest ball of the day, and Petroselli made a one-handed stab of a low-line drive and one hop to his left, turned into a fourth play and the seventh inning. Now it's Tim McCarver to lead it off for the Cardinals. Five to nothing, Red Sox over St. Louis. Once again, Pee Wee. Tim McCarver, Mike Shannon, and Julian Javier to face Jim Lombard, the big tall right-hander here, as we go in the top half of the eighth inning. And as you know, Lombard has not given up a hit. On the season, he was 22 and 9. Kind of a tall, lean fellow, this Lombard is. He's 6'5", weighs 200 pounds. He's 24 years, 24 years old. Excuse me, Dave, but as you look at 
coming up. The one man, perhaps, that uh, will be a big factor in this no-hitter, if it comes, will be Lou Brock, who is sure to come up one more time in this game. Javier, the batter two away. He's got it out to shortstop. Right out to right field, his last time up. Jim Lombard, the kick. A curveball. It could be a base hit out of the left field. Yes, sir. Javier, your fifth fielder, cuts the ball up. He knocks it down. Javier going in the second with a stand-up double. Well, there goes Jim Lombard's double. Nelson Howard out the walk. Talk to him. And the fans giving Lombard a real nice hand. We have a pinch hitter for Dow Maxwell, and it's Bobby Tolan. Bobby Tolan batting for the shortstop, Dow Maxwell. And they tell me that this fellow right here, Bobby Tolan, could be the next right fielder. The St. Louis Cardinals when Roger Maris decides to retire. Quite a ball player. He's only 21 years old, anyway, and he is a good ball player. He can run, he can hit, he can throw. He's got great power for a little fellow, by the way. Well, it's too bad about Jim Lundberg as he lost his no-hitter there on a double by Javier down in that left field corner. But there was no doubt about it when he hit it. It was not a cheapie. Lombard got that curveball just a little bit into inside. <coughs> it looked like Javier down at second. The pitch by, look out, Tolan tries to hold up the, on the swing. Hits the ball down to Dalton Zone. Dalton Zone pulls the ball to George Scott. And that's all for the Cardinals here. Now, once Tolan hits, Torres, one man left on base. The score after seven and a half innings of play, the Boston Red Sox fire the San Luis Cardinals nothing. Jack LeMay 
is the Jim Lombard. Swung on and missed strike one. We're going into about a half the eighth inning. Back from eight. A kick. A fastball in there for call strike two. The fourth pitcher for the Cardinals. Hughes went five and a third inning. Gave up two runs on four hits. Struck out five. Walked three. Willis, two thirds innings, two hits, two runs, one hit, one strike out, and one walk. Miner, six, two thirds of an inning. Gave up one run, two hits, struck out no one, and walked one. The maid is in there right now. Lombard has made only 81 pitches in his first, first eight innings. Jackson. Jack LeMay. 
be holding the runners on, of course. Runners on first and third. He's getting a sign. He comes set. Here's the pitch. Bring it up in. Strike two on a good fastball. Now we've seen these Red Sox play quite a bit. And the more I see of this Yastrzemski, the more you have to like him. Not only with that bat, he does one fine job in that outfield. Two strikes on George Scott McCarver moves outside. Here's the pitch. It's a little too far outside. One ball and two strikes. George Scott hit 19 home runs on the year. Cepeda talking with his Strinsky down at first base. He likes to talk. Little tap, little defense. Mike Cannon has to hurry. The long throw over to Cepeda. That retires Judge Scott, and that retires the Red Sox here. In the bottom half, the eighth inning, no run, two hits, no errors, and two men left on base. So the score after eight full innings, Boston Red Sox five, the St. Louis Cardinals nothing. If you want to settle questions about shaving, ask your face about it. The average face is smarter than it looks. It may not know much about razors, but it knows what it likes. Take the new Gillette Technatic Razor. It's light. You don't bear down so much. And the face appreciates this lightness. It not only feels better, it runs less of a chance of getting nicked or cut. Or say halfway through a shave, you notice the edge is getting dull. And try changing blades with your old razor. Hard, isn't it? Slippery fingers, sharp little things. You just wouldn't bother. But with the Technatic, you just flip the lever for a fresh shaving edge. It's easy. You would bother. From your face's point of view, this is good. It means you don't keep shaving with a worn-out blade. Consult an expert about the Gillette Technatic razor. Ask your face about it. Today, the Cardinals beat the Red Sox because Bob Gibson overpowered the Red Sox hitters. Today, the Red Sox are beating the Cardinals because Jim Lomborg has been superlative. He's made only 81 pitches in eight innings. The only hit he allowed came after two or out the eighth inning. Now he's got himself a five-to-nothing shutout going to the top of the ninth with a pinch hitter, Dave Ricketts, going up there for the Cardinals. Pee-wee. Okay, Harry, and you should... Just what I was thinking. Jim Lundberg is overpowered. The Cardinals today, just like Bob Gibson did yesterday with the Boston Red Sox. This is the best that I've seen Lundberg, and he picked the fine time to be tough, and that's what he is. Dave Ricketts. That's ball. High outside, ball two. batting left-handed against the right-handed Jim Lombard. The kick, the pitch, the two low. Ball three. Dick Williams, the manager of the, of the Red Sox. Sal Magley, the pitching coach. Up on the step, they're watching Jim Lombard to make sure he does not get too tired. He's been under a lot of pressure. A fastball right got in there for call strike one. Jim Lombard had made, as we told you, 81 pitches coming in to this inning. And that's not too many. The 
three and one pitch into Dave Ricketts. It popped up. Petroselli, the shortstop, underneath it and takes it.
coffee for smokers who never tasted a Camel cigarette. Camel smokers, you know what we mean. You other guys, start walking. Once again, with a series tied one game apiece, 
will be Adam Saturday from St. Louis. Okay. I will not be with you because you'll be on television, but it's been a pleasure working these two games with you. We'll be back with a rundown of the scoring and a review of the outstanding plays in a moment. Does here at Fenway. That'll be 
have to sing the Cardinals, uh, so many of them, Pee-wee, saw Fenway Park for the first time, let alone play it. It's the first time they even saw the building. And I know many of the Red Sox now, the same way, will be seeing Bush Memorial Stadium for the first time, let alone playing in it for the first time. So, with the series all tied up one and one, it's an interesting uh, note to come into St. Louis on as the series resumes Saturday afternoon at Bush Stadium in St. Louis. This broadcast was authorized on the broadcasting rights granted by the Commissioner of Baseball solely for the entertainment of our listening audience. And any publication, rebroadcast, or ever use of the description of the Carnival's game without the express consent of the Commissioner of Baseball is prohibited. Final score again, the Red Sox 5, the Cardinals nothing. The series tied up at a game apiece. The hitting star today, Paul Yastrzemski three out of four, driving in four on scoring two. Pee-wee, I just want to say, too, uh, I'll be on TV uh, down in St. Louis with uh, our buddy Kurt Gowdy starting Saturday for the next three games. What a real pleasure it was and a privilege for me to work with you. Uh, we've known each other for a long time. I've broadcast many games that you played in, and uh, it was good to have a chance to... Uh, Rub elbows with you up here on the broadcasting group. Thank you very much, Harry. Very good luck to you on television. As we come back to Boston, I'll see you here. Very good. That wraps up the second game of the 1967 World Series. Be with us again Saturday. From St. Louis for the third game of the World Series, when your host again will be the new Gillette stainless steel blade, the Spoiler. Camel cigarettes with that famous walk-a-mile flavor. B.F. Goodrich, the straight top tire people. And Chrysler Corporation, makers of Plymouth, Dodge, Chrysler, Imperial, and Dodge Truck. The final score once again in the second game of the World Series here at Fenway Park in Boston was the Red Sox 5, the Cardinals nothing.